I'd like to invite us to think about hope for a few moments. Viktor Frankl was a neurologist and one of Europe's leading psychiatrists. From 1942 to 1945, Frankl was imprisoned in Auschwitz and three other Nazi concentration camps. During this time in prison, Frankl witnessed the importance of hope in dark places. He began to notice that people who were relatively fit and healthy died, and those who were particularly frail sometimes survived. He began to see that what made the difference between living and dying was hope. Having something to live for, something to look forward to beyond the barbed wire, something to go home to after the war in their cages in prison. Frankel wrote about it in Man's Search for Meaning. The prisoner who had lost faith in the future, his future was doomed. With his loss of belief in the future, he also lost his spiritual hold. He let himself decline and became subject to mental and physical decay. Usually this happened quite suddenly in the form of a crisis, the symptoms of which were familiar to the experienced camp inmate. Usually it began with a prisoner refusing one morning to get dressed and wash or to go out on the parade grounds. No entreaties, no blows, no threats had any effect. He just lay there, hardly moving. If this crisis was brought about by an illness, he refused to be taken to the sick bay or to do anything to help himself. He simply gave up. Frankel witnessed and experienced firsthand the truth that hope helps a person avoid despair. On this first Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of hope as a people who are longing for something to look forward to. During this holy season of waiting and expectation, we are reminded that Christ was born into a world that needs saving. Advent invites us to pause and to remember the implications of what it means that Jesus the Christ literally came to earth in the form of a human that God moved into the neighborhood after he took on flesh? How do we prepare him room as we light the first candle of Advent, the candle of hope? Our Advent teaching series is called Journey Through the Dark. This Advent, we will focus on the journey taken by different characters in the Christmas story as they journey through the dark, as we reflect Each week on one of these different characters in the Bible, we will have an opportunity to reflect as well on our own spiritual journey and what we have to learn from these men and women in Scripture. In today's passage read earlier by George and Mary Jim, we are introduced to Simeon and Anna, found only in the Gospel of Luke. Two servants who have something in common. Both have waited a very long time with hopeful expectation to see the Messiah who would finally 
bring about permanent comfort to the people of Israel. God had promised Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he died, but this promise went unfulfilled year after year. But while others may have lost heart because they became impatient waiting for the Messiah, Simeon remained spiritually alive while he did the very hard task of waiting. He's been waiting all of his life for the fulfillment of God's promises. At long last, the day arrives. And then there's Anna, the prophet, an 84-year-old woman who worships at the temple regularly and is devoted to fasting and praying. Her life has been marked by suffering. Her journey has included the pain of losing her, her husband just seven years after being married. Simeon and Anna wait with faith and with hope. Both are devout, guided by the Spirit, looking forward and expecting. In this story, we find ourselves at the glorious end when hopes are realized and dreams come true. Simeon arrives to the temple, moved by the Spirit to go there, just as Mary and Joseph arrive with their infant son, just eight days old, to do what is customary and required by the law. And at that moment, Simeon sees Jesus and knows his identity. And then we find there in this story, and story a beautiful moment when Simeon scoops up the baby Jesus and looks into his face. Can you imagine looking into the face of God, and he is flooded with emotion and thanksgiving. Anna, too, sees Jesus and responds with praise and thanksgiving and tells all who will listen to her about this good news. However, imagine the years leading up to this moment. The years and years when hope is deferred and promises go unsatisfied. They have waited a very long time. Simeon and Anna must have had moments of doubt. Perhaps they are ridiculed by others who watch them over and over, hold on to hope and trust in God's promises that are never satisfied. Maybe they had moments of questioning God's power to be able to change the circumstances. Maybe they even questioned from time to time God's goodness and love. It's hard to hold on to hope. Yet even with the ups and downs of life, Simeon and Anna did so. The hard work of waiting. We tend to think of waiting as a problem to solve. Waiting patiently is not a strong suit in American society. No one likes to wait. Waiting is incredibly challenging for we who live in an age of instant everything. We have a pension for instant gratitude, a cornerstone of our commerce and, as, and of our life is we are used to getting exactly what we want when we want it. 
I think waiting is one of the hardest tasks of life. I actually consider myself to be a pretty patient person, but I notice all too frequently moments of impatience in me, especially when my schedule is tight and often when a steering wheel is involved. Waiting is all that we have been doing this year. Waiting for schools to reopen. Waiting for a vaccine. Waiting for every vote to be counted. Waiting to return to in-person worship. Waiting to see loved ones. Waiting to hug our friends. Waiting for everything to get better. We are all in the waiting business. God asks his people to wait. Waiting for the Lord means to live in confident expectation. It doesn't mean just marking time. Waiting is what faith does before God's answer shows up. It's a refusal to run ahead of God and to try to solve our own problems for ourselves. Rather, it's trusting and depending on God to restore and to provide. Waiting is an important part of our faith. Every one of us at some time in our lives will have to learn how to wait. Author and Professor Lewis Smeads notes that waiting is the hardest work of hope. Friends, what is your prayer that remains unanswered? Are you able to continue to wait, believing that God is not absent? We are all waiting for something. Who are you becoming? as you journey through the dark. What does darkness have to teach us? This is the question theologian Barbara Brown Taylor explores in her book, Learning to Walk in the Dark. It's a book that got a lot of attention a few years back. Time Magazine did a cover story on it. Taylor says, darkness is shorthand for anything that scares you either because you are sure that you do not have the resources to survive it or because you do not want to find out. Taylor reminds us that the darkness was not created. We see in the creation story, it was already there. When God begins his work of separating the light from the darkness, with the whole of creation good, is darkness considered good only because it gives way to the light? Or is there something inherently helpful and good about darkness? Lessons learned in the dark help us to be with others in the dark night. Friends, this has enormous implications for us as a faith community. How do we journey with one another and stay on the course of journeying with one another in times of darkness? in times of unknowing and pain, I catch glimpses of people learning to walk in the dark as I watch people facilitate grief support groups, care for the sick, tend to the dying, 
stay on the path with others during times of career and life transitions, moving toward neighbors in the city who are suffering. Darkness helps us to learn to live with unanswered questions, embrace mystery, and trust in God's abiding presence. It's also a place of transformation and new life. Whether a seed in the ground, a baby in a womb, or Jesus in the tomb, it all begins in the dark. Taylor's hope in her book is that the reader will become more curious about their own experiences with darkness and consider the question as they look at the timeline and trajectory of their whole lives to consider the question, what have you learned in the dark that you could have never learned in the light? What have you learned in the dark that you could have never learned in the light? Simeon and Anna find these two biblical characters so compelling living with unfulfilled hopes and unmet expectations and dreams year after year, but living with such spiritual vitality that is deeply rooted in Christ as they do the hard task of waiting. Friends, how can we encourage one another to move through these days of Advent with hopeful expectation? We hope that you will use the Advent devotional as a way of actively seeking an encounter with Christ and to, and to cultivate hopeful expectation as we make our way through the Advent season. Advent begins in the dark, but it doesn't end there. In the land of deep darkness, light shines. The light is named. A child will be born who changes everything. God asks us to believe without seeing and always to make room for hope. Hold on to hope, people of God, because God is not done yet. Hallelujah and amen.